0: That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. All you motherfuckers are going to pay. You are the ones who are the ball liquors. We're going to fuck your mothers while you watch and cry like little whiny bitches. We're going to make them eat our shit, then shit out our shit, and then eat their shit that's made up of our shit that we made them eat. And then all you motherfuckers are next. Love, Jameson Bob.
1: Welcome to a brand new episode of Old Smith, New Smith. This show about Kevin Smith. Uh, being brought old, brought to you by and being new, yeah, and being new, brought to you by at Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Our Producer, thank you at Nerd Numbers so much. This has been a breeze watching Kevin Smith movies oh, At yeah. Nerd Numbers. We, there might be a um. This is like <clears> this throat> is throat> like
0: this is like uh, hiring us to eat pizza. Yeah, like, like, oh. and there <laughs> <laughs> sure
1: there might be a brief pause between in this show because we we only are doing it to a certain amount. But I I talked to at Nerd Numbers and I think they're going to bring us all the way to like Clerks three. Um, in oh, the future anyway yeah because might as well you know
0: yeah might as well go all <laughs> the way be. it's right there yeah
1: but what we've been doing we've been taking old kevin smith movies and new kevin smith movies and comparing them and slowly meeting in the middle uh and so we we just did jay and Bo- silent bob strike back from 2001 yes and you can see we're really meeting in the middle now because now that we're comparing yeah, we're that
0: starting to get real to, close yeah
1: yeah to 2010's cop out Less than a decade after. Um,
0: How many movies so are there in between that? It's, there's Jersey Girl. A few. Clerks 2. Red that's State? It. Oh, no. Red State No, we did after, Red State. Red State is after.
1: Z- Mac- Zach and Miri.
0: Zach and Miri. That's, and Mary that's right. That's right. Man, I, I keep this forgetting is, about I feel Zach like, and Miri.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is leading into Zach and Miri. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the point in Kevin Smith's career where he was like i'm gonna just make movies for studios right this jersey girl feels like that this feels like that and it and it doesn't go well like i think Kevin zach, Smith, i think
0: zach and mary did all right i yes zach and mary did all right i think because
1: he was taking the jed abatow model and he was like I'm, yeah. i can make a jed Man, film."
0: I, <laughs> i'm sorry i said that with such confidence i have no idea how it performed right.
1: <laughs> I do love that he he looked at Judd Apatow and went, "Oh, I could do that." Yeah, and then
0: he did, and it was like, you know, "Yeah, I've, I've been good doing job. kind of a version of that."
1: Yeah, um, and you know, having a S- Seth Rogen—that's a good combo. Um, I yeah. like I like Zach and Mary from yeah, what too. I remember. Um, that it just grooved really well. But the, like the point is that he he's trying to do a bunch of commercial things, and it's not working out for the most part. And then he goes back to just, all right, movies for me. <laughs> And that I think that's working for him, you know?
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I just looked it up. It was considered a box office failure. Oh, no. That's oh, no. a fun movie. It is. 42 million on 24 million, though. So it's not oh, That's not terrible. Not terrible.
1: I think of the era of Kevin Smith trying shit out, that and, well, Red State. But I don't mm-hmm. even think of Red State as him trying shit out anymore. I'm mean, like, that's also part of his style. You can do like really dark, weird, fucked up shit. Um Yeah. The but the point is that cop out this wh- what did this come after? I guess um
0: I think Zack and Mary, right? Unless, Zach and Mary wow. unless Red State came after Cop Out, right?
1: Yeah, this is this is uh I thought it was around Jersey Girl when things were really going uh south. But yeah, I think you're right, because cop out two thousand ten, yeah. that's later. Yeah. This um this has a lot of problems.
0: This movie is. And I, uh, well, what were you? What were you gonna say?
1: I, I was saying I want to identify what the problems are because I, I think there's a good. Uh, there's like a list.
0: I think you're probably right. I wanted to say something real quick at the top about yeah. the con- the context of this movie. Um, this script for Cop Out. Um, first, it's not. It's. The, I think it's the only. Kevin Smith directed film that he did not write. Is that right?
1: Right, which I would identify as problem part number of, 1. That's part of the
0: problem. This script was like a darling. It was like a it was a huge blacklist script. It was called A Couple of Dicks initially. Yes,
1: there's there's a part where the guy says a couple of dicks. A couple of dicks and, right at the and beginning. And like yeah. you know they're supposed to hit the title there. Yeah. Like you yeah. <clears throat> um I don't know why it's a darling. I'm just going to say this, I don't I think don't know the why either.
0: The script is not good. Like the script is the main problem with the film.
1: Yeah, the story is bad. The story really is like is. a series of, as, of fetch quests where it's like, by the end, I'm like, wait, what? W- he was set out to pay for his daughter's wedding? And it doesn't make any sense because if you remember, he gets, f- he, he gets on suspension for a month and he goes, I can't be suspended. I need to pay for my daughter's wedding, yeah. which we learn is $48,000. And I'm like, do you make $48,000 a, a month, Bruce Willis?
0: Do you make $48,000 of disposable income in a month? Right. Because so, like, like you got you got to set some of that aside for like rent.
1: <laughs> yeah, the script is gibberish, um, and then the pl- the the jokes are gibberish. I thought a lot of them like a lot it, it 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 feels like it was from that like Judd Apatow where it's like just improv, but like no one really is like stopped to go like maybe we should dial it back because they're just cramming in as many jokes as they can and it crowds the movie so that when there's good jokes they don't have time to breathe, and then there's stuff where like. I don't even know what it means. Like, there's there's a scene where Tracy Morgan um, is talking about um, how much he poops, and I'm like, that's fun. But then he says, "I shit so hard, sometimes the people next door be like warriors come out and play," and I'm like, I don't know what that means. That that's gibberish. Like, you gotta like just stop saying stuff, you know? Um, like just just pick I did one laugh good joke when he said that. Right, but that doesn't make any sense. Right, what it does doesn't that make any mean? sense.
0: I sort of, kind of got it. Like it sounds like there's a gang fight in his apartment. Is what he's going I guess, for. Yeah,
1: I guess. There's a lot of movie but, references. Uh, yeah, and
0: yeah. the
1: be- The beginning scene really points it out where it's like they have this interrogation bit, and I could see like that being a good bit, which is like you always you you're bad at improv, right? That's the bit. Um, but then it just gets so cartoony, and they just fire hose bits at you. Um, while there's like multiple bits and happening it simultaneously and it's also and it keeps going. Yeah.
0: It's also just Tracy Morgan. It's not just because some of the some of the things do land. It's it's just anyway, but it's Tracy Morgan and this other actor. They're both screaming um, and it, it's like two minutes of just these That's two the guys other... screaming bits yes. at each other.
1: Yeah, and they're they're incoherent at times. Yeah, that's the other. That's one of the fundamental things I think is wrong with this movie, is it's a buddy cop movie between one guy who's very loud and one guy who mumbles everything. <laughs> and it, it, like, as the sound mixer, you got to be like, "Fuck, man, what are you doing to me?" Uh, like it, Bruce, it makes it, Bruce
0: Willis is so low energy in this movie. He is.
1: That's the other key thing. So the lore of this is that, and I, I so. Ke- Bruce Willis is the villain of this story. But of Kevin Smith, I think, should have known better because Kevin Smith's whole story is that he worked with Bruce Willis on Die Hard Four, and and Bruce Willis was a blast on Die Hard Four. But in his story about Die Hard Four, Bruce Willis kept creating insane delays, and the director of Die Hard Four was just like losing his mind. <laughs> and then and then Bruce Willis went to Kevin Smith and said, "We should do something together." Kevin Smith should know. Okay, but I'm not gonna direct it because you are. I just saw you be a nightmare. Like that's what it is. Bruce Willis sounds like he's a really fun coworker and a nightmare to direct. That's what yeah. it seemed like. Yeah. And Kevin Smith, like a real got monster, the, right? And he was like, "I'll tell you what, I'm gonna direct you." And it's like, why would you do, that? Would you do that? You just saw.
0: Like yeah, that's like and his story it, was he about wasn't, how. It wasn't, oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Um, no,
1: it, and Cop Out was a nightmare. That's all. Yeah, it was it, a nightmare.
0: It, it was Because his, his like, specific story about Die Hard was how the, the, they, they didn't want Kevin Smith in that scene or to use what he wrote. And then Bruce Willis said, okay, so who's your, let me ask you, who's your second choice for John McClane? Right. So, like, the story, like literally the story he tells about making Die Hard is a story of Bruce Willis holding up a right. production for his own personal he, demands.
1: In that story he literally describes or not literally, but he describes the director, meaning the director as someone who's like been through a war. Like he's like like ragged and smoking. <laughs> he's just <laughs> sitting there exhausted. Like he specifically it's says like the director of a man. Yeah. And, and he talks about how the production was on hold for like a week while they're all just getting paid because Bruce Willis was being a nightmare. And again, <laughs> great if you're a co-worker because he literally – he was saying while, while the production was on hold, Bruce Willis just cooked chicken for everybody. And it's just like, who wants my Bruce Willis chicken? And it's like that sounds great if you're an actor. Yeah. Um, it sounds like he's really he's really fun. Um, As a director or producer, yeah, he's a fucking nightmare.
0: You would quit. You would quit making movies (laughs) after working with him.
1: Yeah. And so uh, the idea of like, oh, let's make a movie together. It's like, no, Kevin. If I (laughs) were your friend at the time, I would be like, you specifically said, don't do that. Um, So there's that uh, aspect, which is like this movie was probably chopped up in post. It probably has a lot of scenes and stuff that Bruce Willis just didn't want to do.
0: It's it's so the pacing of this movie it's so disjointed.
1: It's really disjointed. So like that's the other part. It's like a fucking the the main plot is is it's like a weird. It, you you texted me and said it's a fever dream. It is yeah it's, because it
0: they just throw you right in the middle of this of this screaming match uh, interrogation bit and then we just no kidding like barely. We whip to them doing like an undercover thing, and it's like explained in in one sentence of dialogue that's barely that Tracy Morgan barely gets out, and it's like an ADR line too. Right yeah. as they're cutting to them being undercover, so it's like, wait, what are we doing now? And then like a, sh- a shootout happens, and then yeah. like a uh, and then it's he's like then his daughter's wedding is is in the picture, and like there's it's.
1: And it all like it all kind of sticks together, but it doesn't feel like it should. And
0: all, all of that, like none of that. We still haven't gotten to like what the conflict of the movie is. Like, it's, yes. it, it takes him like 40 minutes to get to the point where it's like, okay, they need to get this baseball card back so that Jimmy can pay for his daughter's wedding. And the only but way it- to get it back is to get this gangster's stolen car back for him because he's got the baseball card now.
1: Right, right. All right. So he wants the goal he wants to pay for his daughter's wedding Yes. he wants to sell a baseball call it gets stolen there's this whole other plot line with sean william scott as the thief which he, I, we'll talk about him for sure <laughs> um best part of he the movie is he's a fucking great. ray of sunshine in this movie It's <laughs>
0: pretty great in this movie Yeah,
1: but um so this this thief subplot and then it's like so the thief who's his own little plot gives it to this gang member and then that's um, a whole
0: other subplot
1: and then it's another fetch quest where the gang members like, all right, you want your card, go steal this car for me. And they do it. And I want to talk about that. Um, be- and then they go to steal the car and there's a woman in the trunk. And so now that's happening. And then the woman has a zip drive. Yeah. So the MacGuffins just keep fucking. It, it keeps changing. Keeps changing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and wait, I'm now like, it's, calm And, and down. now they're
0: in a hotel protecting this federal witness.
1: Right, and it's like I—I I forgot what the goal was. There's like-
0: a, there's a there's an exchange where they're in the hotel, and Bruce Willis like says something. Oh, well, I guess my card is long gone, because um, their arrangement with the gangster has gone wrong. And then Tracy right. Morgan is like, "Oh, you just keep all you keep saying is my card, my card, my card." It's like, why, what about this witness that we're supposed to protect? And it's like I feel like that's a piece of like commentary or something because it feels like Bruce Willis said that line just to remind us that that's what they're supposed to be after because right. we've gotten exactly. so far away from it at this point in the movie. Yeah. That was like Bruce Willis reminding us what That's right. He's trying to get a baseball card. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. It it really was those moments where you're like, "Oh right, the baseball card." Fuck.
0: I forgot about it.
1: Yeah, it feels like there's a lot easier ways to do this. Um like, I feel like they could have always, because at the end, I'm so, they just decide to have Sean William Scott steal it. And I was like, you could have done that at any point.
0: Well, and You could have had him what, do it. What's really funny is, in a genuinely funny bit, like he just immediately, like we see him do awesome parkour earlier, but at this time, he just him, immediately yeah. slips and hits Zed.
1: And dies. And it's dies. so good. And dies.
0: Yeah. They buy it back in the end credits, but. They do. Um, Um, But
1: I love that idea. But but at the end, it really does end with them going, let's just go into his house and take it. Right, and it just... just,
0: Is Tracy Morgan just gives Bruce Willis a booster of the window and he's inside. It's like, why did it take us... Why do we have to go get this other character? I'm so... I really, really want to see whatever version of this script was the blacklist darling for so long. Because there's only the same... There's only the two credited writers, the original writers on this screenplay. So it's like, was this always what this this script was? like? Why I did this make such a big buzz? I think it fell
1: apart. I think what happened is Kevin Smith had to rewrite on the fly because Bruce Willis refused to do things. That's my guess. Man. Um But I don't know. I don't actually know. Yeah. We can, I, um, we can
0: only guess, of course.
1: Oh, I mean, I bet there's an evening with Kevin Smith where he lays it out completely. <laughs> I just <laughs> haven't probably seen probably
0: does. Him. Yeah, that's true.
1: Kevin Smith is famous for giving way too much information about the industry. That's what I love about him. Um, yeah. It, it there's no sense of urgency in the plot and meanders like hell the other thing and other movies this isn't a critique an hour and 45 minutes long is like a million years for this movie i i honestly an hour 20 do it master of disguise yeah. it an hour 20 with 13 minutes of credits right yeah it,
0: uh, like, <laughs> right, like I, the actual length of master of disguise is more like 62 minutes
1: right it's like the i don't even care game. of it yeah I don't care if it makes less sense I can't do this for an I hour can't 45. bear this
0: I can't bear this load for an hour and 45 minutes I really
1: can't it's it's too much <laughs> it's
0: it, like it, I groaned when i I paused it to check the 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 minute marker for when they actually introduced the the finally introduced the conflict and genuinely groaned when I saw the runtime. <laughs>
1: yeah it's too long yeah it is even an hour and a half would have been good but like when we got to the shootout i was like holy fucking shit like i literally got up took a break uh and came back with there was only like 15 minutes left and i still needed a fucking break yeah um so here's uh, like going back to kevin smith uh, Mm -hmm. like he himself has said i'm not a very ambitious director So I think he did this because he was desperate to do something with Bruce Willis and he didn't have anything written is what I believe happened. So he grabbed a script. I, 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 interesting. Maybe. Yeah. I think that's part of it. And it's like, we love you for your writing, right? Like again, he's not a bad director, but that's not why he's known. So to take that element out is really bad.
0: Yeah. I agree to, to take away his best strength as a filmmaker. Yeah, his draw. Um, yeah, uh, he, the car chase isn't bad. Like he gets, he gets. He, I know we talked no, again, about it. No, again, he's
1: not a bad director. Right? It's we just talked about that we, it. A we little don't bit watch him the, um, for his director.
0: Yeah, I know we mentioned it a little bit in the Red State episode, but it, it's you know he he can't actually move the camera and the, the car chase yeah. plays okay. But he's um, not Christopher
1: Nolan, you know. No. Where it's like Nolan, it's like <laughs> I don't need you to necessarily write the movies, Nolan. You're you're a good writer, yeah. or you're a good writer, but you're a fantastic director. Yeah. Um, like Kevin Smith, again, not a bad director. He's done plenty of directing that he hasn't written too. He's done like guest, you know, T V spots and stuff. That's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. So it's not like that's a, a it's I keep a forgetting terrible idea. Yeah. And like if the script was right, if the if the components were there, I'm sure he could direct a, a banger that he didn't write. But, you know,
0: better to it's write just, it. It's just interesting to to have this be probably his worst film. Um, In my opinion, it is in my opinion. I think so. And it seems like a lot of people agree with that opinion, including Um,
1: Kevin Smith. I believe. Yeah, I am sure Kevin Smith also is like, yeah, this film is a nightmare.
0: I'm sure he's probably said it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting that that's the case in it. And the exact problem that we've been talking about is the script. So it's like, man, shoot. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's not just the script so i, I mean I, well, it's not, I it, i'm it not saying it's is.
0: just the script i'm saying the, yeah. like the biggest problem that we've pretty much been spending the last 20 minutes talking about is the script itself
1: oh yeah the problem isn't kevin smith although i mean again he was the captain of this sure yeah ship. um but
0: this is just the, this the is script. Just bad
1: there's a few other things about this story so we talked about yeah bruce willis um Mumble mumbley Bruce Willis. Mumblecore he's not Bruce comedy. Willis. He's trying to be that's the other thing. We we were just watching um <laughs> Wild Wild West. And it's we kind were. of the same issue. They're both trying to be the funny guy. No one's trying to be the straight man. Like Bruce Willis so obviously should be the straight man. Yeah, of course. But he's being like a funny guy, too. And in fact, everybody is that way. Like when they have um the the rival cops oh
0: kevin kevin Pollock and adam brody are yeah. wacky as hell and i i right. no nope, i don't have an issue with that it's just this movie goes pretty wildly back and forth in tone with all the stuff with the gangster who's like genuinely sinister in some scenes and there's like actual uh, violence and and stakes in the film at certain right. points and then it goes but, to like them having a bit about their uh, boots which is funny but like really loudly funny <laughs> If that makes right, sense. that's what
1: I mean. Everybody has the same voice, yeah. And so, like, like when they're when they're talking to the rival cops, and they're supposed to be the funny guys, the rival cops should be the straight men. When he says, "I hear he's all foreskin," is a very funny line. But then the other cops are also doing bits, yeah. And it like they're takes also away funny. from it, yeah, yeah. And it's like you need people to react to the funny guys. There's,
0: and then there's the scene where man, this is so, this is like the fascinating scene. This might be my favorite scene in the entire movie is the scene between Bruce Willis and Jason Lee in the restaurant. Yeah. And it's a scene where you would never, ever believe this on paper, but it is a scene where Bruce Willis tries to threaten Jason Lee and does not succeed. Yeah. Like, Jason Lee fucking guts him in this scene, and it's such a weird scene for so many reasons. One, because of what I just said. Like, Bruce Willis is – he's Bruce Willis – and he gets in right. this scene is about him being eviscerated by Jason Lee.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's Jason also, Lee's basically playing Jason Lee in Kirk's two. Yeah. Like he's just like, I'm a
0: D-Bag. He's a dick. And he's doing it great. He's doing yeah. it great. He's, he kills at it. Uh he's he's playing his his ex-wife's new husband, his daughter's stepfather,
1: who yeah. has
0: offered to pay for the wedding, but he's being a real prick about it. I have a big <laughs>
1: problem with this. But and so the because, other
0: the other thing I wanted to say real quick is it's
1: oh yeah,
0: it doesn't it kind of like it doesn't paint a good picture of his character. If that makes, it's like, it's sort of like, no, it's a weird oh, I, thing to do yeah. to your main character is to have to, cause we haven't seen him really be successful at anything. He's just gotten suspended. I guess they're trying to establish that he's kind of a fuck up. So that's why he really wants to do this baseball card thing.
1: Yeah. So I have two things to say about that scene and, and there it's two different like directions, mm-hmm. two different branches. The first is that, The main plot of Jason Lee wants to pay for his daughter's wedding because he's the stepdad. Um, And I thought right away, I was like, let him. Let the dickhead pay. She's still still your daughter. She's not going to stop loving you. And that could be the resolution. And then it is. And I was like, fuck, man. We did a whole movie just to uh, get to that.
0: They go through all of it. And then Tracy Morgan shoots the baseball card. As, as he sh- it, it yeah. gets in the way of him shooting a man in the heart, is what happens. Yes. Again, yeah. weird tone, this movie.
1: Weird tone. And that was the second thing I was going to go uh, talk about. And this is a bigger problem. Um, neither of the main characters are good people. Mm-mm. Um, they are in.
0: Uh, so this is 2010. They're, a- they're actually pretty unlikable.
1: Yes. This is 2010, so I understand. But we don't really want to see stories, especially now of cops being bad. (laughs) And this movie is about two cops who are suspended going on a rampage and just sort of abusing people. Like they, they try to tattoo that guy's face. Mm -hmm. They kill a witness right away. They send a witness in, um they beat up they beat up that guy in the interrogation room. They're bit their, their, their like interrogation thing where they go like, oh, who's gonna be next? Is that they pretend to be unhinged, right?
0: Right. They one of them so pretends the person, to be a criminal and then they grab the witness and, and pretend to have a hostage standoff with the other. Right.
1: But I would argue that's not actually how that tactic works. What they're <laughs> really doing is just beating up the witnesses. That's what's actually working. Yeah. Is he's like slamming them against the wall and shit while quoting movies. And it's like, what's actually happening is they're just beating a witness until the witness says what they want. And then they send that witness in who gets shot. They don't care at all and they, like, and it's supposed to be funny that they're fuck-ups, but they're just hurting people. Yeah. And they're not very likable people, t- like, t- characters.
0: Tracy Morgan, I believe, he's dressed as a giant cell phone because he's undercover in this scene. Right. But uh, as he runs past the guy who who they sent in there, who's just been oozied into the next world, he cracks like a joke as he's running past this guy's annihilated body. <laughs> it's such a weird movie, Dave.
1: Right. It it really is, and then the villain are their Mexican gangs, which again just feels kind of uh, like uh, like an '80s thing, where they keep saying like these Mexicans, yeah, these Mexicans are so much more brutal to people, and it's like Jesus fucking Christ. He literally literally says they got no class about the Mexican gangs, and I'm like, fuck, man, like this this is hard, (laughs) yeah, this is
0: bad. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah because it's also not a a fun movie so they're just like shitty cops who are uh, suspended who are going around just hurting people um because of a personal quest of one of the cops uh just because he wants because he
0: doesn't want to feel embarrassed by his daughter's stepfather
1: Right. So there's no fucking honor. And like they they add this idea of like they have to protect this witness. And it's like, that's fine. Like, I get what that's the twist, right? Is that he's the, like, they should have had a moment where he gives up the card to protect the witness, to make that decision, but he never does. So they just sort of stumble through that. Yeah. And they don't have an arc that makes them better people. And in fact, at the end, they solve the problem by Tracy Morgan pointing his gun in the back of Jason Lee so he doesn't stand up at the wedding to which nobody acts like they see it. And I'm like, everybody saw that. Yeah. Right? Everybody sees that. They're just too scared to say anything. So I, I we
0: have to talk about Tracy Morgan's subplot. So his, oh, yeah. his story is he's convinced his wife, Rashida Jones is cheating on him. So he plants, a nanny. Even though she tells him, like, she's like, look, you have nothing to worry about. You need to stop being jealous. Like, she tells him to his face. But he's suspicious, so he plants a nanny cam in her room um, and spies on her. And then he tries... He's, he doesn't want to watch it, so he, try, he makes Bruce Willis watch it. And he sees what appears to be his wife ha- having sex with another man in the house. So he's like, uh, there's nothing on the tape. He tries to lie to him about it. Later mm-hmm. on, Tracy Morgan can't resist. He watches it anyway. He's like, oh, no, it's a guy... Um, and he's, 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 he's distraught, obviously, but then, uh, he finally watches the rest of the video and, oh, surprise, it's, it's, she's, like, looks directly at the camera and says, is this what you wanted, Paul? Like, this is, this is my cousin. This is my gay cousin, Gary. Uh, we're just, why, why don't you trust me? And that's the, that's, like, the happy resolution. And then, like, at the wedding, they just have, like, two sentences of dialogue between them where she's like, it's fine, I forgive you, just don't do that again. And he's like, yeah, okay, lesson learned. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. They're like, not he, it's good like,
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here, here's the thing. Like, all right, super troopers, right? Yeah. They're, fu- they're dumb cops, right? Yeah. Uh, and you could argue like, oh, that's a little problematic because of how we think about yeah. cops now. But they're, they are aware of that in the movie. They're like, look how outrageous we are for cops. Yeah. Um, and they are genuinely funny and so on. In this, they they feel actually close, too close to how actual cops are corrupt like that's the tracy morgan his wife i was like i was waiting for the murder suicide to happen you know like that's the thing is like cops and domestic disputes is a big problem yeah um they they are spouse abusers so like that shit of him being like weirdly unhingedly jealous i was like fuck man that's weird and then again them just being like violent and weird to everybody
0: obsessively jealous
1: yeah and, the, and, like, it's not funny or wacky enough. No. It's just, it's, like, d- it's dangerously close to actual police kind right. of, it's
0: just kind of weird and sad. Like, you're right, it's not, yeah. it's not funny. Like, they don't go far enough over the top if they want it to be funny. So it's just, like, kind of real, even though Tracy right. Morgan's doing his Tracy Morgan bit. But they're it.
1: just beating suspects. Right. They go into that lawyer's home and hold his wife at gunpoint. Um, and it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, it's supposed I, to be funny Bruce because Bruce Willis f- acts like zany about it, and it's, but it, it's like, and
0: it's Fred Armisen doing a a voice.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's just like Bruce Willis. He looks like a corrupt cop. He just does, and he's not. He's not doing the comedy enough. So it's just like, oh god, they're just terrorizing citizens the way a cop would.
0: Right, they do. That's all I kept just thinking. Break into the the guy's house and steal his keys. It's like. Like at least in right. le- at They're least just in lethal weapon. Crimes. They were doing it to the bad guys. Yes, <laughs> like, that's. the thing. I mean, there's in still this- a huge huge amount of problems with it, but They're at least they were still it- the bad guys. They're
1: assaulting innocent people right. constantly in this yeah. movie, <laughs> and that's a big problem in my in my opinion. It's it's real. It doesn't make them likable. They seem like real assholes. Yeah, and then their 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 struggles. Maybe that was are the- like ego you know it's all ego based it's Bruce was like I don't want this man to pay for my daughter's wedding and so I'm gonna make it everybody's problem right <laughs> and, and that does
0: you still could like maybe that was the point like we said the script was originally called but there's a couple no of arc, Dicks." yeah well they don't go far enough if that's if that was the case they don't really commit to it enough because they try too hard to make them likable
1: right and they also again they
0: don't but they don't learn anything either yeah yeah
1: so like it doesn't go anywhere they just again at the end the the thing we're supposed to be happy about the last thing that happens in this movie is that he sticks his gun in the back of jason lee during a wedding Mm -hmm. and says like don't stand up or i'll fucking shoot you he says i'll blow your fucking
0: kidneys out
1: (laughs) yeah and then the movie ends and i'm like we i don't hate jason lee enough
0: it's even more, okay, I, I really want to, to get the totality of it out because it's even crazier than what you described. So that happens. Jason Lee yeah. is about to stand up at the same time as Bruce Willis because they're saying, who gives this woman away? And, and this is when the, the father says, I do. But Jason Lee says, I, won't, "I we want me to stand up with you and we'll say we do because I'm paying for it. So Tracy Morgan sticks his gun on his back and says, sit down or I'll blow your fucking kidneys out. And he does. Yeah. And then we pan over to Bruce Willis looking at Tracy Morgan and smiling. And then Tracy Morgan wags his eyebrows at him and the movie ends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and everybody at random is just like smiling. He I- I wags his, his
0: eyebrows at him like a cartoon wolf. T- <laughs> yeah.
1: It's so fucking weird.
0: I'm not I sure why that. he does it. <laughs>
1: So for the record, they're not in a church. And the reason I want to point that out is in a church, the pews are close together, where you could theoretically very tightly and and quietly stick a gun in someone's back. They have like three, four feet between the chairs. Yeah, it's an outdoor So Dracen Morgan has to extend his arm (laughs) and everybody in the row and the rows around them should
0: see it. Just this man sticking a gun.
1: They're specifically looking at Jason Lee because the the priest has called attention, right? Who's yeah. giving them away? Yeah. So they should nobody. They should everybody should scream and run away. Um, it's so weird that this joke's in there. I mean, it's not weird by this point in the movie, but it it it's just like uh, again, it's it's everything, right? It's like. it's it's logistically broken it's weirdly brutal and it's not that (laughs) funny and it's just like weird and disturbing and it's just like fuck man
0: it is a very weird it feels vaguely demented
1: (laughs) yeah it really does and it's just like i i don't know what they were going for but this isn't it
0: it's pretty Um, bad yeah
1: i will say what is it because there's only one person who seemed to know what movie they were in and what to do and that was Sean William Scott. Yeah. I don't know if this is just because he got the freedom because he doesn't have to. Right. Like, His character's like the,
0: not that important, so there's more room for him to be kind of weird.
1: Yeah. The scene in the car, it's a wonder where there's just Bruce Willis, Sean William Scott, Tracy Morgan, and they have Sean William Scott in the back. That's the first scene that I genuinely was like laughing at.
0: Yeah. Because
1: yeah. they did it as a wonder, which was like, I really liked that because it's just three actors having a blast. And it's Bruce Willis is playing more of a straight man. Yes. He's still not playing a complete. And Sean William Scott and, oh, Tracy Morgan's playing the straight man to Sean William Scott. They both kind of are. Yeah. Where Sean William Scott is just doing the copying what Tracy Morgan says and harassing him about his wife. And, like, the part where he goes, knock, knock. And Tracy Morgan is just, like, a silence. he's like, nope, (laughs) nope don't do
0: it As don't do it and he's so
1: upset he's and like bruce willis finally goes who's there and he's like
0: no no he starts like staking their partnership on it yeah. he's like all the years we've been together like he puts so much pressure on bruce willis and then he just says that who's is, there
1: that is genuinely like an amazing comedy scene yeah. that's worth watching on its own yeah sean william scott is i think giving an amazing comedic performance in this movie he's
0: so uh, he's so strange He's so, he's so strange i'm copying perfectly people weird. Yeah. rubbing
1: tracy morgan's nipple um it's just like Crazy. i don't he's like, know,
0: I don't he, know. I'm, it, I'm just i'm just releasing nervous energy nervous
1: energy yeah <laughs> He he's having a great time and he i i don't know yeah. and I, I, the people around him are, are they get the bit they're doing it well yeah. like those scenes work
0: um yeah he's, and such it's a, almost, he's such a weird scumbag it's so funny so when when he dies and then bruce willis is like all right let's throw him in the dumpster so good (laughs) that was a good line
1: yeah his entire arc is beautiful
0: his dead face is so funny (laughs) because it's not it's it's a very good very subtle dead face but like it's like tracy morgan says oh he looks like a little angel
1: (laughs) yeah it does that shit is so they were they were so good that felt like the only point in this movie where all three actors knew the bit and it, it knew it what was to
0: on, do. It was like on, yeah. Like, that was like the only thing where everything, every, everything was gelling.
1: Right, and they were giving it to Sean William Scott. They were like, we, it's all about you yeah. in these scenes. You are the star
0: of these <laughs> scenes,
1: and we're going to nail Man. it, and they did.
0: It's such a good bit, and the rest of the movie around it is not. But. Yeah,
1: him doing the copying people, he does. It's the perfect amount because obviously it's pre-planned, it's scripted. <clears throat> yeah, um, he does the perfect amount of copying them while also clearly not knowing what necessarily they're going to say.
0: Yeah, just kind of mumbling. <laughs> yeah, over them until they, they until it come, becomes a word.
1: Yeah, it's just a really fucking such a solid performance. Yeah, so spot on. And like you know, Tracy Morgan, he's not bad in this. There's no. plenty of people who aren't bad in this. It just that's the only scene where it all amounts to something that actual like comes comedy. together
0: that feels like a movie that we're watching. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and not just one stray person. I think Adam Brody is pretty funny in some of the scenes too, like with him and Kevin Pollak. Yeah, but it's just like he it's doesn't so, have much to do. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> I did. I did laugh when he puts his boot up on Kevin Pollak's desk. Oh yeah, is it such an, a not natural move, and so it's very it's it's a stupid joke, but it's just very clear he wants to show off his new boot. Right? Um, yeah, that's stupid the, joke. This but is all, it's, it was these funny. are all
1: it's all extremely talented people. Yeah. behind the camera, in front of the camera, um, just pl- like it's very clear that just something fundamental went wrong here. Yeah. But I also think it's it wasn't a good script, uh, or or whatever happened to the script like it I, got changed I'm to so them.
0: curious to read it the the original script that yeah was, that was on the blacklist
1: yeah i feel like what happened was basically it was a perfectly good movie that bruce willis threw a grenade in and like just completely <laughs> seems, demolished
0: it seems likely but yeah but I mean, and he yeah
1: bruce willis is also talented but he clearly like didn't care enough um I don't know he's, I don't know what happened. he is
0: very well, he said he's very low energy. it could be a choice because it doesn't seem out of place with the character he's playing, I suppose, but he is very understated to the point of just like like we said he was mumbling while Tracy Morgan is doing full on Tracy Morgan.
1: I think Bruce Willis was in a point in his career where he was making die hard and he cared about he cared about some things, but he was at that point where he um. Was doing you know those like million dollar movies. It was starting to happen, right? And he, I know there was you know he's struggling with dementia, um, and that's a whole course, other yeah. thing. Um, and that fucking sucks. I don't think that was the case here. Who knows? I think it's more of that he was just a big fucking dog, and he could bully everybody. And like he he is also like the way he talks about John McClane. He's also producer with Die Hard. So I think he decided at some point. I'm going to run the show here, too. You know, like, you look at Bruce Wilson like Wes Anderson, where he knows better to be like, I'm going to do what this guy says. This guy has a vision, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't think he felt the same thing about Kevin Smith. I think he did. I think he wanted – he was like, oh, yeah, I'll bully this guy. Because I think that happens to a lot of actors, right? It's like sometimes they're bigger than the film they're in. Yeah. Sure. And I think sometimes they have enough respect for the film. Other times they're like, fuck it. I'm going to make this interesting. Like, I'll, I'll do something to make it good. Um, and I think that's what his feeling was. He didn't have enough faith in this. And he, and he just fucking Bruce Willis all over it. That's my guess. Completely based
0: on nothing. Sounds like a solid guess. Yeah, just pulling it out of, out of thin air based on yeah. no information. Just what we've, what we've heard secondhand through things Here's that the Kevin thing. Smith has recorded.
1: Right, and maybe he was right. Maybe the script was terrible. Um, it, I, I don't know why it would be because like we said, it's blacklist darling, but maybe that was it. Bruce Willis saw the script and was like, fuck man, this sucks. Um, but I don't, I don't know what the, uh, what actually happened, but it's clear that something, something, something happened. It really does feel like the script had issues with it. Like it really does feel that way based the, off. Cause
0: the story just uh, is so weird and disjointed. Right.
1: The fundamental story, the stuff yeah. that surely they didn't change on the day feels bad right you know
0: exactly exactly
1: like jokes aside the random improvs aside sure that yeah it, it feels like yeah something i don't know i i think it was multiple things right just fucking working against it um
0: making movies is hard it is <laughs> it's hard to make a movie it's even harder should to we, make a good one
1: yeah should we talk about how this compares to jancell bob strike back sure uh meta meta references. Yipi yeah, kaya there's the PK. Yeah, uh, it's about two partners against the world trying to prove themselves. Yeah, kind of two scumbags, joke.
0: kind of two low lives.
1: Yep, they both have a heist plot line. Um,
0: yeah, they're recovering something that's been stolen. Yeah,
1: yeah, they both have Sean William Scott doing comedy in a car.
0: <laughs> that is very true.
1: <laughs> and Tracy Morgan. Um, and they both honestly have similar plot structure where they go off on these fucking tangents, these like endless fetch quests. With Jay and Silent Bob, that's part of the joke, right? Is like by the end you're like, right, this was about nerds on the internet, wasn't it? Right. Um, and it's
0: it th- Jay and Silent Bob is also so over the top. Like it's right. it's a broad this, comedy. This is not You could
1: argue yeah, you could argue that Jay and Silent Bob did the same type of plot better with its tone, right? Yeah. Two anti-heroes going on a series of tangents uh, to prove themselves. It works so much better in that film than this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Are yeah. there any
1: other comparisons?
0: Um, the profile of it, I guess. I feel like Cop Out sort of got a lot of attention on release in the, in the way that oh, Strike yeah. Back did. It was That's sort of true. like a period of when Kevin Smith was kind of at a height, I suppose.
1: Right. This is. The, oh yeah, we talked about this in the last episode. This is the two sides of the studio coin, right? Mm-hmm. Jay and Bob was like, "You get everything you want."
0: Yeah, it was real and triumphant. Every, and
1: yeah, and everybody wants to work with you. This is like you fucking do it. You do the thing, and you get us a you get us a movie. Like it's the two sides of the studio coin, I think. Right, and it doesn't. Um,
0: it doesn't have enough of his fingerprints on it. I don't think. Right.
1: Jay and Silent Bob is him entering the studio system, or well, obviously it's not literally that. It's him as like hotshot studio system. It feels like. sort of like, like.
0: conquering it, you know, in, yeah. In a and way. this is
1: him exiting it. Yeah, that's what it feels like.
0: I think we said something almost to the exact effect in the in the la- in that last episode. Yeah,
1: because this is what leads into Red State and all the others. Where yeah, kind like, all of right.
0: going his own way again and being like, all right, I'm just gonna make little movies that I want to make. For not yeah. much money, and There's they've been th- pretty fucking good so far. Like I was really surprised with Tusk.
1: I was too. That's what it is. Is this is the, this is him e- entering and exiting that peak of his career where he was trying something out, and then he was trying to make movies for the studio, and then ultimately he briefly succeeded. You know, like I think we're going into Jersey Curl after Jane and Silent Bob, right? Yeah. And Jersey Girl is not as bad as people say it is. I think it got the Benifer
0: bullshit. It, it definitely did. I'm, I'm excited for us to get to it because I've never seen well,
1: it. Yeah. Oh, nice. But what's interesting is like it's that, Zach and Miri this, right? Mm-hmm. And Clerks 2 in the mix. Yeah. Um, and in that, he's tr- he's like, yeah, in the peak studio where one of the big things he has to deal with in this and Jersey Girl is like the bullshit around the actors. The egos that he's directing. Zack and Miri, I think he hit the sweet spot where he found just the right mainstream comedy to do. And it's just interesting that it's like Z- Jersey Girl is trying to do like the more like heartfelt um, dramedy. Uh, this he's trying to do like, like action comedy. And then Zack and Miri, he kind of nails it which is like, no, this is like the slacker comedy yeah, I think that, that was, he does, but with mainstream, more like big actors yeah, at the time.
0: Yeah, I think that was a, a firmer space. Yeah. But yeah, it does seem like um, with this movie, it's like Jersey Girl obviously is a statement in a way because it's, um, but we're not talking about Jersey Girl, but Jane Silent Bob Strike Back also felt like a statement. Like we were saying, it's triumphant. It feels like it's like, hot shit yeah. conquering and then and, like but this also feels like a little bit of a statement in that like he was trying to demonstrate um that he can direct somebody else's words i suppose yeah like so i can be just a a working director
1: yeah but it is also that yeah the end of the statement jay and bob made which is like i'm ready to just start doing other things. Movies. yeah yeah, and then after a cop out, he's like, "Never mind."
0: Yeah, because <laughs> movie- I think
1: he he had made clerks too, right? And he was probably like, "That felt good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to that."
0: Yeah, you can feel it in that movie, and this this movie feels exhausted. Yeah, like it really does. It he's sounds like, I weird. Did th- but I, like,
1: <laughs> I think what it is, is it's a director writer who realized, like, okay, I do this one universe really well. Time to like do other stuff, and then he was like, okay. I, I sort of I can do other stuff. I think Zach and Miri. but he's like I'd I, you know I'd rather just do that that world again. Like I'll do TV and stuff like for sure. But like clearly in movies, he was like you know what I'm gonna go back back to that stuff because that's what I like. I, he he dipped his toe in like non-view askew universe shit. Mm-hmm. and then was like no i want to be the master of like everything i make because what that's what it comes down to right is like with view askew stuff he, tusk isn't in the view askew universe red state isn't but he's his own producer there right yeah he's just like all right i want to i want to get final say yeah i want to be in charge i want to be able to fire bruce willis if i had to you know <laughs> because he probably couldn't right there was probably producers oh, no who movie were like, you gotta bruce, work with yeah, him yeah there's no yeah. movie
0: without bruce willis there yeah in terms of people who would be willing to put up the money for that production, is what I mean. For sure,
1: yeah. Um, well, I got nothing else to say. Yeah,
0: I think that pretty well covers it.
1: Yeah, I hadn't, well, I hadn't I,
0: seen this movie since it came out. Same. So uh,
1: I feel exactly man. the same as it about it that yeah, I did kind then.
0: Of, kind of bewildered.
1: <laughs> yeah, bewildered. I was like Sean Williams Scott, you're great. Everything else, you, you gotta do it again. Do it again. Not good. <laughs> Uh, so at nerd numbers thank you as always this is a delight yeah uh this is through our patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed uh we got exclusive podcasts on there tom and jeff watch batman fox moulder is a maniac star trek the next futurama Spielboys. um we watch movies every friday night and then we have these custom podcasts so check it out lots of things
0: sure Um, we also have a store head over to gamefleetemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts mugs, stickers, posters all sorts of things so slap your little baseball card stealing thieving little peepers onto that
1: yeah yeah your Your parkour peepers your parkour police brutality peepers (laughs) crooked ass cop Uh, peepers yeah no a cat. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so long.
0: Bye. Bye. Noise, noise, noise. Smoking weed, smoking weed. Doing coke, drink your beers.